0: Readers Entertainment Radio presents Book Lights with your host, author Lisa Kessler. Book Lights, where we're shining a light on good books. Hello everyone, it's Tuesday, it's not Monday. I was having technical problems yesterday, so there was no show, but I am so excited that our author was able to come to a special Book Lights on Tuesday. Today we have Jenna Green, and she's actually a young adult author from Canada, and I can't wait for you to meet her. If you have never read Jenna yet, I will read her bio and get you introduced. So Jenna Green is the author of the acclaimed young adult fantasy series, Imagine. She is a middle school teacher, dragon boat coach, enthusiastic dancer, and semi-professional napper. I am so jealous. She lives in (laughs) Lethbridge, Alberta with her husband, Scott, daughter, Olivia, and dog, Thor, Dog of Thunder, which I also love. (laughs) And you can find out more at her (laughs) website. I did put a link to her website right there. So if you are listening on Blog Talk, you can click that link anytime and go check out her website and her books. So are you there, Jenna? I think I heard you. I am.
1: Thank you very
0: much for having me today. Yeah, we were talking before the show how bizarre it is to live through history with the plague and all, how we're all hunkered down and how you doing up there in Canada.
1: Living through history is hard. Um, I Yeah, I didn't <laughs> know what day it was either. I barely know what day it is um, or what time of the day it is. And every once in a while, my stomach says, hey, you should eat something.
0: Yeah, right? It's, I heard it's an odd the other experience. day... Yeah, somebody the other day was calling it, it's Blur's Day, because we never know what day it is anymore. Nice. (laughs) That's a good way to think of it. So you have a, right, right, they all just blur together. So you have a new book out, though, called Reborn, and can you tell our listeners why they should all go read it right now? What's it about? (laughs) Well, it's a YA dystopian, uh, but
1: not in the the sense (laughs) of what we're living through right now. It's more like an allegory towards slavery where people in this society, if they have marks on their skin, it means they are a reborn, which means two things. One, they have lived previous lives, which sounds great if you believe it. Mm-hmm. But the second part is is because they have these previous lives and they are privileged in that, then they are um, slaves in this society to once-born people that have not had the privilege of leave, leading multiple lives. So it centers around a girl named oh. Lexington. She is 16, and uh, the story opens with her at the auction being sold into slavery and uh, how her life changes from then on. At first, she's kind of sad but accepting of her fate, like this is how the world works, Uh, but she meets a very young girl who's about four or five years old named Sierra, and she becomes very protective of this girl, and so she has to change um, how she's going to act. Uh, in this situation, and what she's going to do in
0: order to help this little girl from suffering. Wow, where did you where did you get this idea? That's really it's very interesting and unique sounding to me. Um, I got the idea
1: from uh, two things: um, a meme about gingers, because uh, I have a very close friend named Nancy who is a redhead and I saw all those memes going around mm-hmm. making fun of gingers, and I was like, "Oh, I don't feel so bad she's always made fun of. Now, I do not have red hair, but I do have freckles. And so the connection kind of went between those two things, and that inspired mm-hmm. this world. And then, of course, the character um, inspired by a, a student I – well, she's in university now, but a student I taught, and um, how she didn't realize her own strength at the time. But as she grew and became a more powerful character, a more powerful person, um, that kind of inspired this growth of this character of Lexel in the story of someone that doesn't see themselves as anything special at first, but circumstances force them to do things that maybe they hadn't thought they could do. And then she she grows and she changes and she learns and she becomes um, more than what she is reborn in a sense into something new. Nice.
0: And do the do the reborns remember their past lives? Well, that can't give too much
1: away because mm. um, a, through a lot of the books, <laughs> it's not sure whether, whether it's real or not. Is this something real? Okay. And they are reborn. They have a connection to the past. Or is it just a made-up excuse to put a bunch of people into slavery? So there are some characters oh. that believe it. There are some characters that don't, and there's characters like Lexo who aren't quite sure what to believe.
0: So, wow. Okay, that. Is, okay. To that is it gonna? <laughs> right? Yeah, I'm intrigued. So, is it gonna be a series or just this one standalone?
1: It will be a series. The sequel is at my publisher right now, going through edits, which does take a bit of time. And because I have some extra time right now, I am able to already start on the third and final book in the series. So uh actually there's a bit of a blessing in this horrific situation and that just a little bit extra time to get some writing done.
0: Right. Yeah. I'm living that too. But but you know, I'm finding that during the pandemic it's really hard to get creative and focus. Um, I don't know about you but it's it's difficult for me to like okay <laughs> let's not look at the news let's let's focus on this book but I do have my writer friends we have learned how to use zoom and so we have little peer groups where we will hop on zoom and go okay what are you doing for the next hour and then we know that we're going to get back on and that seems to help me focus because I don't want to be the one who gets back on and goes well I didn't do anything (laughs) so how are you? I I have good days and bad days create during
1: this yeah I'll have a good day or a bad day, so one day I will not get dressed. Well, I'll have PJs on. Um, I <laughs> won't will do a whole lot, and then the next day I'll be up and I'll be cleaning and I'll be writing, and um, it just kind of balances out somehow in the middle where I'm just mm-hmm. – some days are good, some days are bad, but over the course of a week it all looks okay.
0: Yeah. Well, that's a good attitude. Yeah. I try not to be too hard on myself because we're living through history, but sometimes I'm like, really? What did I do today? (laughs) So your Imagine series, that's YA also, right? Can you tell us about that one? It is.
1: It's um, what some people would consider high fantasy. It's, um, got the magic it's got elves and dwarves Um, it's unique in that we have two main characters uh, one being a preteen and one being a teenager with vastly different personalities we have the younger um, imaginative believer idealist and we have the fiery redhead teenager that's kind of a little bit grumpy and doesn't believe anything (laughs) and they are taken from earth to this realm of Orin, and they're thrust into this magical world, and uh, two vastly different reactions to it, two vastly different paths that they take. But because one is so much older than the other, there's that connection between them. There's the protectiveness of the older uh, preteen or teenager to the to the preteen, um, and a uh, kind of a mythic epic journey that they go on. Um, so there's the first book is called Imagine. The second is called Reality. The third is called Heritage. And the fourth is yet to be written, but I'm sure I will have my time soon.
0: Oh, nice. So there's going to be another book
1: in that series. Yes, it was originally going to be three, but apparently the characters weren't done. So uh, they told me, <laughs> they, they got together, they teamed up, we had to talk and uh they decided it would be four books. And I asked them if there would be five and they said probably not. And I said, "Okay, good. I just needed to plan my schedule." So, they were nice to,
0: you know, let me know and keep me posted. So, did you always write fantasy? Are there any other genres that you you're pondering in the back of your in the back of your head? I uh have a
1: contemporary novel called Heroin like a female hero, not the drug. And um, okay, it is a standalone and it's just about a young girl and it takes place in a high school, although there are fantastical elements to her imagination. But for the most part, it is realistic fiction. I have some picture books that are in the works. I don't draw, so I need someone else to do that for me. So uh, I've written them <laughs> and hopefully we can find someone to illustrate them. Um. I've dabbled in poetry and things, but I feel like the muse has said, hey, you're really good at YA fantasy. And I said, okay, I will listen to you. Yeah. But you never yeah, know when, as I get older, things might change, and who knows what might inspire me that's, tomorrow.
0: That's true. You never know. But you teach, too, don't you? Do you teach middle grade or something like that? So the you're really in I touch have, with your audience i have taught middle school for 12 years and just this year
1: they jumped me down uh to grade one two so after 12 years with grade six dealing with 11 and 12 year olds now i have six and seven year olds and uh they're crazier and wilder than the middle schooler so i other than their height and their (laughs) reading level i don't see a lot of differences they're they're quite
0: similar they're wild they're creative they're funny Nice. Nelly. Well, what, right? Yeah, especially six-year-olds. Um, so so on, I always ask people, you know, what, what was your writing journey like? Everybody has a different, a different path, but did you always want to be a writer? Did you find a writing group? How, how did you go about your publishing journey?
1: Oh, I always wanted to be a writer. When I was like six or seven, I wanted to be a writer and a fairy princess uh when I was oh. kind of in those upper elementary school grades, I wanted to be a teacher and a writer. Uh I think in high school I wanted to be a zoologist and a writer. And uh because I write fantasy I'm back to writer slash fairy princess. So, you know, it all out. <laughs> And it all worked out. So you are living uh, the dream. Yeah. <laughs> I've checked out <laughs> a teacher uh writer, fairy princess. So I mean, the zoology thing didn't work out, but uh, we got the rest of it going. So but you do good. have Thor.
0: Oh, there you go. <laughs> that's so cool. And um, when you started writing seriously, did you did you find a writer's group? Did you, um, you know, have critique partners? How did you, for the people out there listening who want to, who will also want to be a fairy princess. Um, (laughs) How did you go about making that happen? So when you ask about writing
1: groups and critique groups, did I have one? No. Should I have? Oh, yes. Yes, 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 yes. (laughs) I had no idea what I was doing. But you got to remember, I started seriously writing um, when I was 17, which was when I was in university because I have a late birthday. So um, I was still a teenager. The Internet was only like two years old so there wasn't as much <laughs> access to information. So I just, you know, with pen and paper, or maybe my mom's old typewriter, uh, just wrote a story. Uh, a couple years later, still in university, <laughs> typed it out, read it, went, this is crap, read, wrote, rewrote that same story from scratch. I did that three times. Let it sit for oh. a while, learned about life, got older, Got it published. Hey, it's the Imagine series. But and and I'm I mean I'm where I am and that's great. But I sure had I been more knowledgeable at the beginning, things might have flown a bit more smoothly. Um, apparently, agents <laughs> and publishers are they care about this thing called word count, um, which I was like a yes. hundred thousand words <laughs> over because um, I didn't know oh about that. So hindsight is fifty fifty. So people nowadays that have the Internet and writing groups and critique groups and beta readers, whether it's online or offline, use them. It would have helped me yeah. a lot.
0: So the Imagine series, were they originally one book and you split them or did you just edit like crazy? Oh, we edited like crazy,
1: and um, <laughs> at first, it was really hard. Um, my my publisher slash editor would be like, well, you've already said this. Why are you saying it again? I'm like, but that sentence is so pretty, Um, and there'd be paragraphs <laughs> of describing all sorts of things. She's like, nobody cares. I'm like, but it's so pretty, so she taught me just <laughs> instead of deleting, cut and paste, put it in a document, a separate document that says edits. Save them, then they're not really gone, and uh you know you can use them for promos and things. I never touched any of it, and now I'm a ruthless editor. Everything goes, but it took uh about three or four years for me to get that ruthless with my editing and it, but so it does get tell you all your listeners well, I guess they're listening now um that it gets easier yes it, to, to it edit, definitely, to, 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 definitely yeah.
0: does. It
1: does. And yeah. your editor usually and knows best.
0: Yes, yes. They usually, have, I don't know if you've ever noticed, but usually your editor knows what's missing or what's extra. But the suggestions they give you are almost always not the right thing. <laughs> but they point that out, and you're like, oh, gosh, why didn't I see that? And so an editor can be your best friend if you learn to work well together. The only thing I've ever
1: disagreed with them on is because i write series um sometimes they'll be like why do we need this i'm like trust me it's going to be important to do books for now and and they're like oh okay <laughs> but other than that i'm usually agree with everything they say i'm like yeah you're right i don't want to hear it but you're on right. it
0: <laughs> <laughs> so are you a plotter or do you write by the seat of your pants yep to both um oh you do both? Okay. I you're a planner. I do or...
1: I'm a I'm a hybrid. I usually know the beginning of the book, <laughs> I usually know the end of the book. I don't always know the middle. Um I kinda go chapter by chapter or scene by scene. I'll like daydream a scene and then write it down and then just go scene by scene. Um so I'm I'm a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B, a
0: little bit of column Z. <laughs> I can relate. I usually know the beginning and the end, and I have no idea how I'm going to get there. Occasionally, though, I keep thinking, you know, you'll have one book that's easy to write, and then you have one that's hard. And I keep thinking when I have an easy book, I'm like, yay, I know how to do this. This is working. write another book, And I'm like, oh, my God, I don't know the ending. How can I write this if I don't know the ending? Oh, my God, I, what am I doing? And then it all comes together. So I'm learning to trust. But writing is, writing is hard. Writing is very hard. It's enjoyable.
1: <laughs> it is worthwhile. It is cathartic, but it's hard.
0: hmm Yeah. And right when you think you know your process, then you get a book that says, nah, I don't want to work that way. <laughs> You're like, what? No. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> and characters never listen. I've got all these things planned out for them. And they're like, how about we go over here instead? I'm like, well, that's special now. I have to rethink this. (laughs) You never behave those pesky characters.
0: I know. And if you try to shove them the wrong way, then they just pout and you can't write anything else. So. (laughs) (laughs) have because we're all trapped inside, I have been asking all of my guests to tell us what we should be watching. Are you binge-watching TV shows or movies, or what What do you all watch up there in Canada? What are we missing out on? Oh, well, I have a list. I have a four-year-old, so
1: we watch Paw Patrol. <laughs> we watch PJ Masks. We watch Sesame Street, and then oh. some Peppa Pig. So, you know, just some things to try. We <laughs> got a lot of seasons a lot of seasons of the pig oh yeah and paw patrol yeah and there's some spinoffs <laughs> so you know if you finish paw patrol then there's a few spinoffs you can try so a few movies a few you know so you got a wide variety there with the paw patrol
0: nice well, I we got um Disney Plus and so I finally got to see Moana and it was so fantastic. I'm like, Oh my gosh, why did I wait so long to see this movie and finding Dory and so anyway I'm catching up on kid things even though my kids are all grown ups. <laughs> I love
1: Moana. Whenever my daughter wants to watch Frozen Two again, I'm like, How about Moana? And then we, we <laughs> compromise and watch
0: Tangled. So Oh, that's cute, too. Tangled is good, too. I love Frozen 2. We watched that again, too. But it, it is a sobber, though. If anyone listening out there, if you haven't seen Frozen 2, have Kleenex. Oh, my God. But Yeah. Watch Frozen, Frozen 2, cry, and, cry and so then watch Frozen 1 team. to cheer you up. <laughs> yes, there you go. Watch them backwards. Oh. <laughs> mm. So I, you said we could talk about anything, and I had been poking around your website, and I saw, besides the poetry and, and all, that you also have written an article about anxiety issues. And I thought that that was really fantastic because I have had those kind of issues before, too, and I don't think that enough people realize how common it is and that it's totally you can – there's tools. You you don't have to be miserable. Um how how are you doing with all that? And how do you do you get those kind of things? Do they filter into your writing? Do you have characters that deal with those kind of issues? Um, I think it
1: definitely filters into my writing. Not any way I can ever predict or control. Um, there's a right. character in the in the my contemporary novel heroine that has a panic attack. Um, I think for my um, Reborn and Imagine series, I think it's—I don't think there's any major moments of anxiety or panic, but at least not in that disorder. Um, but I always put characters in danger, so I can always describe fear really well. Um, mm-hmm. As for my, uh, you know, and I never hide that I have an anxiety disorder. I've had it for about 12, 13 years now. Um, -hmm. I do presentations on it at, you know, teacher's conventions and talk about anxiety and people are always saying, oh, you're so brave. I'm like, why? They're like, you're up here in front of all of us Mm -hmm. talking about it. I'm like, um, I'm not shy. I, I, I am a dancer. I am a performer. I am a teacher. Uh, give me a mic and I will emcee any ceremony you got. Anxiety does not mean shy that they, right. You know, those are not, um, those are not a correlation not a mandatory one anyway. Um, Other things make me anxious, skipping meals, um, IVs. I'm okay with needles, but not IVs. Things can go in, but not out apparently. Um, (laughs) Just there's a lot of misconceptions about what anxiety is and different triggers. And, you know, uh, if you want to, kind of tie a personality type to it. It's not that shy or reserved person. It's that creative person that can imagine all sorts of horrible things happening. uh yes, but just there's a your lot brain of brain <laughs>
0: turns into your <an> enemy. <laughs>
1: uh-huh. Um, but in some ways it's my superpower as well and that I'm perceptive about, you know, people, students in particular and their needs and and how they react to certain situations. So there's some pluses that go along with it. And uh, I mean, this ironically, this pandemic has not triggered any anxiety in me. So it just shows how unpredictable oh, um, a mental illness can <laughs> have. Um, and uh, but if it did, I would use my strategies, and we would work through it. And right, you know, there's lots of people with a mental illness that have fully functional capable lives that every once in a while they struggle. And that's what
0: it is. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and I think having tools is amazing. So if anybody's out there who struggles, um, talk to your doctor, talk to somebody because there are tools that help and during the pandemic, my anxiety has not been friendly. So, so having tools really helps. So that you're not constantly going, oh God, I've got it, I'm dying, what am I going to do? I can't go to the hospital. So, <laughs> so anyway, if you start and, and I think in that a lot way, of there are things yeah. you can do. <laughs> so don't. I think there's a lot of therapists that are doing online stuff. You. Yeah. Yeah, I love
1: therapy. Yeah, my therapist. Other is than online. a job yeah. interview, there other than a talk with your mother or a job interview, there's no other place you can go and talk about yourself the entire time and not
0: be seen as selfish. Truth. Yes. Great. <laughs> so true. It is it is great. And and nobody is gonna um nobody has a horse in the race, so they're not gonna be telling you what you should do. You can just talk. It's a wonderful thing. Yeah. I go every so,
1: I go for refresher courses every couple of years.
0: Yes. And that's good. That's good. And so we were talking before about what's next for you. You're already working on the third book of the Reborn series, right? Yeah. So the second one, again, is
1: hopefully going to be released next year. And then the third one oh, yeah. shortly after that, as the right things are going. And uh, and then it, uh, being so you an author, we'll there's always a lot of projects in the works. I don't know if they will have two next year, but it, they'll probably be. Oh, okay. You know, kind of one year and then the year after, but
0: give you some time to read the first one. That's right. You, this is the perfect time to jump in and read that first one. So,
1: as a writer, there's always things the,
0: in the works, right? So, who was the first author that uh, that you know gave you a a? burst of encouragement like who do you, who did you read and did you reach out to any authors and and get you know some kind of encouragement from them or your first writers conference or anything like that
1: i would say Stuart McLean. he's uh passed away but he's big in canada i don't know if anyone okay. knows him in the states but he's huge in canada the vinyl cafe and i met him and he said put yourself in a position where you have to write because otherwise you'll avoid it. And everyone had always said, like, oh, writing's amazing, it's perfect. I'm like, oh, no, it is hard work, and sometimes I don't want to. But very if you hard. set deadlines, or you, yeah. Set, yeah, you set schedules. And, and so, I mean, big writers have their own, you know, the their publishers set their deadlines. If you're an indie author or a self-published author or a small press author, if you don't produce anything, no one's pushing you for it. So you have to kind of push yourself and – be a little bit flexible cuz you don't want to say I have to write this much and then it all turns out to be crap but you do have to like either set a special time or a place and say I will write and I will get something on paper and make yourself do it and then once you it's like exercise once you do it you feel great mm-hmm. right it's just you have to right. find that intrinsic motivation
0: Mhm I agree and and it, there was – I went to World Fantasy Con one year, and Neil Gaiman was there, and they had a conversation with Neil Gaiman. But he said something that, that like, clicked for me and ha- always has, and he said that his best advice to a writer is that in all his experience, when he goes back to edit – he can't tell the words that came easy and the words that he bled onto the page. And he said, so what I have taken from that is that when you, even if today's writing was super hard, make yourself do it. Because when you go back to edit, you won't be able to tell that those were hard. And that really, stuck with me and I thought you know what it's just in my head that this is horrible and you know I'm wasting my time I still have to do it because it's really not horrible and that is so true I go back the next day to edit what I did the day before and I'm like this isn't bad why did I think this was awful you know and and I think our brains play games with us because it doesn't want to exercise <laughs> it wants to watch TV
1: <laughs> it's easier to doubt yourself than to believe in yourself. But you have to believe in yourself first, then agents and publishers and fans come after. So it starts with you.
0: That is true. That's so true. And that's the hardest part is for you to believe. And writing is so scary to put out there because it's a big, you know, it's a big part of you. People Mm -hmm. are going to read it and judge it. And, you know, so it's tough.
1: And a lot of time and effort and blood and sweat and tears and, but just know that you're always getting better. I'm sure, well, I know that there are short stories that I've written that are pure crap that are never going to go anywhere, (laughs) but it made the next story better and the next one and the next one. And then eventually you get something golden, right? So you're always, not everything you write has to be published. Sometimes it's just,
0: yeah, because you're learning, sometimes it's for skill. Yeah. I learned yeah. that I am not a good Or you poet. might write a character. And <laughs> <laughs> and you might, you know, write a character and go, that character is good. Story is awful, but I'm going to put that character in something. So yeah. we are right. rapidly running out of time. But before we go, yeah. can you tell readers how they can get in touch with you? Are you on social media? Do you want them to go to your website? Do you have a newsletter? Uh,
1: yes, 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 and yes. So Jenna Green, Green with an E on the end. Uh, so JennaGreen.ca, good old Canada, is the website. Um, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter. It's all J Green or J Green Rights, 'cause because that's what I do. But just remember the E on the end, and you can find me anywhere right. on
0: Amazon and yeah, all those all those regular places. Thanks so much for being here. It was wonderful chatting with you. Thank you for having me. I had fun. Yeah, see you Thanks later. Thanks for joining us on Booklights. Be sure to connect with us at www.readersentertainment.com for articles, blogs, videos, and podcasts that matter to readers.